Living Faith International Church welcomes you to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alotane, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church. Bishop Dominic is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of God's word. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Get ready to be blessed and inspired with the unadulterated word of God. And now, Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote. We bless you for all that you have done for us. We thank you for your grace, your mercy and your blessing. Father, shower your blessing upon your people tonight. Lift, lift us up to our next level in Jesus' name. Let the church shout a big amen. Amen. Come on, let's let's sit. Take your seat. Take your seat. Take your seat. Amen. Amen. I want to welcome everybody tonight. Amen. I believe that the Lord is going to meet you this weekend in a very, very unique way. A very, very special way. Can I have amen? The topic tonight is, it was that Mary. It was that Mary. Now, it means that we have so many Marys in the Bible. But it was that Mary. And tonight, you can put yourself there. You can be unique. You can be different. Am I talking to somebody here? You can be unique. You can be different. You must not be like anybody else or everybody else. You must not become an average. You must not become an average. You must step, you must stand out and be unique. You must be counted. There are so many people that um, there is nothing about you that sets you apart from everybody else. But there must be something that must set you apart. Can I have amen? The Bible says in John chapter 11, verse number 1 to 4, we read together, we read, he said, now a certain man was sick, a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. This is very interesting. A certain man was sick. And, and this man that was sick, the Bible says that the name was Lazarus. And every time we read John chapter 11, our focus is always on the resurrection of Lazarus. But tonight, I'm going to take our focus from Lazarus. And we are going to talk about another woman in the picture. Another woman in this chapter called Mary. Can I have amen? I pray for you today that any given time, something will mark you out as a different woman among the women. I'm not here. I say something must mark you out. That you will not be an average person anywhere anymore. That something must be unique about you. Immediately, they mention your name. They must, they must put something on you. Oh, that woman. That woman. Come on. May, may you become that woman tonight. I say, may you become that woman tonight. Come on, shout a big amen. So the Bible says that the brother was sick. The brother was sick. They are from a town called Bethany. And the Bible says that 
it was that Mary. Now, this, this is where I love this story because uh, the, the writer now put in parenthesis and tried to identify this Mary. I mean, I want you to look at it again. We are talking about two women, Martha and Mary. Why is it that they separate Martha from Mary and mercy only Mary? Meanwhile, the two of them come from the same town. The two of them not just come from the same town, but the two of them were the sisters of the man in question here. But when they were trying to identify, I mean, the main character, they talk about this particular woman who is called Mary. The Bible says that, verse 2, it was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. And therefore the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou loveth is sick. Now, so when you read the scriptures, we have a lot of Marys in the Bible. Number one, we have Mary, the mother of Jesus. Number two, we have Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. And uh, from a town called Magdala. It was, the Bible says that out of this woman, Mary Magdala, Jesus cast out seven devils. So we have Mary from Magdala. Then we have Mary, the mother of James. The mother of James. Mary of Cleophas. Uh, the mother of James the less. Then we have Mary, the mother of John Mark. Mary, the mother of John Mark. Then we have Mary of Rome. Mary of Rome. So you, we, we are talking about six women or six Marys here. Then the last one, we have Mary, the mother of, the, the sister of Martha, the sister of Lazarus. So we have this Mary also. But the, 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 the first name Mary is, is, is taken from the book of Exodus. And the woman was called Miriam. And the, the meaning of Mary actually means, I am rebellious. It also means their rebellion. So when you are looking for a woman to use, you are not looking for a woman with the name rebellion or rebellious. But you are looking for a woman with another name. But when you read the story very well, you are going to realize, or these women very well, you are going to realize that these women were rebellious to anything that was against God. And you can stand up and be rebellious against anything that is against God. Can I, can I have amen? I'm not here. Can I have amen? The, the Bible talks about this, this woman here, the sister of Lazarus. When you read the scriptures, the Bible says that there was one day that Jesus and the disciples came to their, their home in, in Bethany. And the Bible says that while they were there, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus, hearing the word, and Martha was busy cooking. So right there, you can say that this woman have intense love for God. This woman, Mary, have such intense 
intense love. This woman loved God. The Bible says, while they were cooking, Martha was busy cooking, Mary had forgotten about, you know, the kitchen, and Mary was at the feet of Jesus, and Mary was listening, 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 and then Martha comes, and, and Martha comes to Jesus, and Martha says, don't you care that my, brother, my sister has left me alone, and I'm doing all the cooking? Don't you care that I've been left alone in the kitchen and I'm only cooking for you and all the disciples that came. And my sister, who is supposed to help me, this my sister is sitting with you hearing the word of God. The Bible says, and, and Jesus looked at Martha and said, Martha, 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 you are worried about so many things. You are encumbered about with so many things. But your sister Mary have chosen the best part that will never be taken away. Your sister, Mary, your sister Mary. The thing is that they, they were hungry, they needed food. But, but, but Mary was more concerned about the word of God than the physical food. So you, you, you look at this Mary here you realize that what separates this Mary from all the Marys is that this Mary loved Jesus. This Mary loves God's word. This Mary was devoted to Jesus. Can I have amen? I'm not here. Can I have amen? Something must set you apart. All of us can be called Dominic. But when they mention your name, Dominic, something must be able to set you apart. Come on, do I have a man? You must not be, you must not be missing among the multitude. Something we might, on anywhere you are, on your job, in your family, in your office, wherever you are, immediately they mention your name, they must identify you with something positive. They must identify you. The, the reason why you are not alone is because Jesus is with you. If Jesus is with you, then let us, let people know that Jesus who is with you. Come on here. Am I talking to somebody here? Let people know that the Jesus that you are talking about is not just a slogan. That he's really with you and is working in your life. Do I have amen somebody? Oh, I'm not here. Do I have amen somebody? The, the Bible said, they said, this, it, is, it was this woman whose brother was sick. And so they went to call for Jesus. The question is that, the, the situation is this. Why are they, the, the scripture, I mean the writer of this chapter here, worrying himself and trying to explain this situation here? Because you see, when you devote yourself to God and to the things of God, you expect God to show up. The house of Mary, and the house of this Mary here, was a house of Jesus. Anytime they were in Bethany, that's where they, they went. I, I believe that the house was so big that they were able to entertain all the 12 disciples plus more people that came. They, 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 they fed. There are, there are women like that too. And I say this all the time, 
I mean, when I say this, I get into trouble all the time, but I believe that women love God more than men. Do I have some living ladies here? Why are you quiet? Do I have some living ladies here? I mean, read, read through the Bible because we're going to talk about it. You, you, you go, you, you're going to realize that most of the time when it comes to the work of God, it's women. Come on, put your hands together. When it comes to the work of God, when it comes to devotion, and, and, and I said to the church in New York, I said, I said, if not for women in living faith, and some of them are watching me right now, if not for women in living faith in New York, I will never be here. Because it is women that stands, oh my God. Living ladies. I'm not a living ladies. So, somebody should give me a hundred, a hundred Ghana. Somebody, I need a hundred or fifty Ghana. See, one, two, three, four, five. You see? You see what I'm talking about? Everybody coming is a woman. Do you, do you see that? Do you see that? Brian, all of them are sitting there. Do you see what I'm talking about? Do you see what I'm talking about? You see, you see what I'm asking for money? You see the people that came forward? If these women are not there, ministry will never be ministry. Come on, put your hands together. Let's do it better. Let, let's give a better clap offering to living ladies. Say amen. amen. So the Bible, the Bible tells us that as a matter of fact, when they came to call, when Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God will be glorified thereby. And the Bible says that he waited for extra days until Lazarus died. Then when Lazarus died after three days, he says to them, let us arise and go. When Lazarus was already dead. So when Mary had that Jesus was coming. Mary, Mary refused to, I mean, Mary had an attitude. You, we are taking care of you. Me and my sister, we have been supporting your ministry. Anytime you needed money, you came to us. Anytime you needed help, you called us. Our brother is sick. We send people to where you are to come and call you. Then you waited for our brother to die. Now you are now coming. The Bible says they had an attitude. They are not coming to see. I mean, they don't want to hear anything. Because they were angry. And that's one thing about women. If they are supporting you. And they have problem. And you don't show up. They will stop coming to church. Is that not the story? Come on, is that not the story? Yeah, they will stop coming to church. The, Mary had an attitude though. They said, Mary, Jesus is here. He said, what Jesus, please. The man, this man, I've been helping him for three and a half years. I've been giving to his ministry. They, uh, they, they sleep in my house. I've been cooking for them. I've been cooking for them. Now my brother is sick. 
It's not that he didn't know. I sent somebody to go and tell him that my brother is sick and this man did not come. But let's, let's put that story on the side. The Bible says it was this Mary. John chapter 11 verse number 2. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrance oil and wiped his feet with her hair whose brother was sick. So now they are explaining who this Mary was or is. And the Bible says, because there's so many Marys, the Bible says that this Mary, what is significant about this Mary was that one day Jesus was in the house of one of the elite in the society. And, G and this Mary goes into the house and then goes down under the table while they were eating. The Bible says that this Mary wept and used her tears to wipe the feet of Jesus. Because when people come to your house in those days, you know, they wear a lot of sandals. So they collect a lot of dust on the way. So before you come to eat, you have to first clean your feet at the entrance of the house. But when Jesus came into the house of this uh, uh, Levite, the Bible says that they did not wipe the man's feet, Jesus' feet. They didn't care. So, but Mary saw that they didn't care. This, this, uh, the, the uniqueness of this Mary, this Mary, will, will, I mean, have eye to detail. The Bible says that he went down there and started weeping because there was no water. What is that teaching you? This Mary will find a way to get whatever she needs to do whatever she has to do. She manufactured tears. She mani there was no water. There was no water. But she manufactured water through, the, through tears and wiped the feet of Jesus with the tears. And then when, I mean, cleaned the feet of Jesus, when, when she was done, she used her hair to wipe it. My God, what a woman is this? Because I can tell you tonight that the most precious part of a woman is the hair. The hair. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that the hair is given to us, to the women for their glory. The other day in church in New York, somebody was at the entrance and then she said, these men are bored. These, these bored men. And, and when he started talking about bored men, I know he was talking about me. So I quickly, so I quickly said, I said, you know what you're going to do next Sunday? Next Sunday, we are going to come natural. We are going to come natural and we are going to see who is bored. Because some of you, when you remove your hair, you look very crazy. Can I have amen? You spend so much money on your hair. Is, is that not true? I mean, women spend money on their hair. Some of you, your hair is a Brazilian hair. 
Some of you, your, your hair is what? English hair? Some of you, your hair is from brown hafu. <laughs> Some of you, your hair is a cow hair. I mean, you have all kinds of hair, but you say hair. Mongolia hair. Indian hair. Amen. Some of this hair from uh, somewhere in Kranza hair. Living ladies. Are you, are you hearing? Living ladies. But what I'm trying to say tonight is that the most precious part of a woman is the hair. If you play with a woman with the hair, they'll kill you. Sometimes I go into the bathroom there and I, I mean, I could see this woman have about four hairs. I said, ah. <laughs> so, so, so one day, you know what I did? One day, you know what I did? I said, I'm, I, I, I went to church. I came to church. I stole one of her hair and I put it in my bag <laughs> and I brought it to church. And so, while I was preaching, and I said, they were talking about men don't have hair. I said, I said, so I took the hair from my bag and I put it on my head. <laughs> and I said, can you imagine if all of us come to church looking like this? <laughs> what a church. I, am I talking to somebody here? Before I did that, I made everybody put their phone down. And they tell because I know that there are people there who are waiting to take a photograph and send it on the internet. Can I, can I have a man? But, but, but the hair is the most precious part of the woman. And the woman was willing to, to use her hair to wipe the feet of Jesus as a symbol of worship. The most precious, the most precious thing. And the Bible says that not only that, but she took the alabaster box. And the Bible says that alabaster box was a one year wage. That is, um, uh, according to uh, historians, that, that perfume will cost about $75,000 today. I know some of you you don't understand that when you talk about perfume because you use the perfume you know you know when we were children there is this this leaf that you get some bottle and then you put the water inside and then you drop the leaf inside and then you shake it eh? and then you steal your your mom your mother's perfume or your father's perfume and then you put it inside you know, and that's some of you, that's the kind of, you know, so when we talk about a perfume about 70,000, you know, your mind goes crazy. Who buys a perfume? Because you, you have been buying Tunyale all the time. Say amen. Took that perfume and he broke it and then he poured the, oil, the entire oil on Jesus as a sign of her, of her worship. Number one, you realize that all her focus was in worship. Number one, I'm worshiping with my tears. And you know something? Nobody 
shed tears for the kingdom of God without God wiping the tears off. Women, I want you to hear me. If you want to secure the presence of God in your life, then learn to shed some tears. Something must, must go inside you. Something must touch you to do for the kingdom of God that allow heaven to come down for you. Shed some tears in the area of prayer. In the area of intercession, in the area of witnessing, in the area of worship, in the area of serving God, shed some tears. Because nobody shed tears for God without God wiping those tears off. May the Lord wipe your tears off tonight. I'm not here. I say, may the Lord wipe your tears off tonight. I know some of us are sharing some tears tonight. Nobody knows. You come in here, you look very nice, but inside your house, things are going on in your life and you have nobody to share it with. But God is with you. God is on your side. God is fighting your battle for you. Am I talking to a believer here? God is fighting your battle for you and, uh, and heaven will wipe your tears off. I don't know what your condition is. I don't know what your situation is, but I came to tell you tonight that heaven will turn your situation around and turn your tears into joy. May the Lord turn your tears into joy. May the Lord turn your tears into laughter. Oh, I'm not here. Every woman, can you stand with me? Go to three people and tell them the Lord will turn your tears into joy. It was that woman. It was that woman. Significance. You, you, there, there must be something about you. There must be something you do with your life that sets you apart from everybody else. That sets you apart from every woman. Can I have a man? I'm not here. Can I have a man? There are certain women, eh? Don't play with them about their relationship with God. They will let you go. If you play with them, I know I'm telling you the truth. There are some women, eh? If you joke with them about God, about the kingdom of God, about the work of God, they will divorce you. They don't care who you are because they love God so much that nothing can take their attention away. This, this is that kind of Mary. The Bible says that she broke the alabaster box and then she poured the oil on Jesus and the whole house was filled with the oil. And the Bible says that the men came around and the men said, what a waste, what a waste. This is a waste. This, this, this woman have wasted. We could have sold the, the, the perfume and used the money. The Bible says not because they love the poor. It's because they were thieves. Especially Judas Iscariot. And he knew how much money. Hey, 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 that's what the Bible says. The Bible says the men were filled with indignation. And there are people in church, eh? When you are doing things for the kingdom of God, they are filled with wrath. And sometimes, some of us, cannot allow ourselves to be used of God because we allow this kind of people to influence us, to stop us from doing what we have to do in the kingdom of God without understanding that when it is time for God to bless you, he separates you and blesses you alone. Guess what? Mary had the sister called Martha, but this is what Jesus said about Mary. He said, what this woman have done 
as long as the gospel is being preached, this woman's name will be mentioned. You listen, you come to chat with somebody, you come to chat with a family member, you come to chat with a friend, but you got to understand that God deals with us as individuals. When it is time for God to bless you, he will separate the Mary from the Martha. He will separate the Mary from the Joanna, from the, the Susanna. The, they will separate you and bless you by yourself. Uh, come on, put your hands together. Put your hands together. Amen. And so you can never allow anybody to influence you to go wrong. You can never, follow, you can never be a follower of people. Why? Because when it is time for God to bless you, he blesses you alone. He doesn't, can you, aren't you happy that God have to, God do not have to go and consult Mama Naomi to bless you. Say, so, uh, is it okay for me to bless favor and come to you and come and ask you, is it okay? So, so, yeah, you won't say no. I know you. But, but a lot of women will say no. You want to blame? No, 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 not that one. Not that one. Because we harbor our own uh, uh, problems with people that we don't allow them to see. So, but thank God that God doesn't consult anybody. Me, I'm so grateful to God that God don't have to come and consult you to ask you whether it's okay to bless me or not. Can, can I have amen? And so when I'm doing things in the kingdom of God, I don't look at anybody. I look to God who called me. Say, can I have a man? And so the Bible said, this is what the woman did. And then the house was filled with the odor. The woman's worship. The woman's worship was filled with the odor. A, a, a living lady raising a standard to ask you whether it's okay to bless me or not. Can I have a man? And look at anybody. I look to God who called me. Say, can I? And and so the Bible said, this is what the woman did. And then the house was filled with the odor. The woman's worship. What's going the on? The woman's worship. Say amen. Say amen. A single person, a single woman, but her work in the kingdom of God left a mark behind. She left a mark that today, we are still talking about this woman. We are not talking about Paul. We are not talking about Peter. We are not talking about James. We are not talking about Bartholomew. But we are talking about somebody as insignificant as Mary. The sister of Martha and the brother of Lazarus. Because of a single act of kindness. Church, I want you to hear me, woman. Sometimes... It is one single act of kindness that you do for somebody, that you do in the kingdom of God, that sets you apart forever, that blesses your children, your generation yet unborn, that marks your son or your daughter for greatness. Am I talking to somebody here? That, 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 bring, that, that leaves a mark in heaven uh, to allow heaven to visit your child 
at a certain point in your life because of what you did in the kingdom of God. And so tonight I want you to understand if you say you are a living lady and that you are raising standard, then let your, let, let your influence be seen around. It shouldn't be a bad influence. It shouldn't be an influence that destroys but it must be an influence that releases a sweet odor. You know, you know there are some people, the perfume they release eh, is a bad perfume. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, one thing about women, if they want to destroy, they will destroy. If they want to build, they will build. But be like this Mary. Be like Dorcas. There are, there are acts of kindness you will do that will outlive you. When Dorcas died, the Bible says, I mean, people die. People die in the church. People die. They bury them. But when Dorcas died, the Bible says they refused to bury Dorcas. They took Dorcas' dress, uh, the dresses that Dorcas had made for people and they started crying and they heard that Peter was in Joppa. They went to call for Peter to come and when Peter came they showed, they said, Peter, look at it. Dorcas, 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 Dorcas. Dorcas is a good woman. Dorcas helps us. Dorcas helps the church. Dorcas, and the Bible says Peter was overwhelmed, went into where Dorcas has been laid in state and prayed for Dorcas and Dorcas came back to life. Put your hands together. Oh, put your hands together. Put your hands together. See, there are things you do that you don't know what will happen tomorrow about it. There are the acts of kindness, I'm telling you, that you are doing today that you don't know the effect of tomorrow, of what you did. But you keep on doing the good. It doesn't matter who likes it. It doesn't matter who doesn't like it. It doesn't matter who is talking about you. It doesn't matter. You know, there are some people, they sit in church. Why is it that everything, he wants to be part of it? You see this woman, you see her everywhere. And then when you hear these things, you get discouraged. And then you stay. Ah, she, she wants to be known. She wants she, she want everybody to see her. So everything, she's in it, you know. And, and when they say those things and you hear it, then you say, you know something? I came to church to serve God then you withdraw quietly. But without understanding that that act of kindness or that ministry you are giving in church is that which is going to bless you and bless your generation. Come on, put your hands together. And bless your generation. And bless your children. And bless your children. Oh, I'm not here. Come on, put your hands together. I will, I will, end, I will end with this story. There, there, there used to be a man of God called Kenneth Hagan. When we were young, we used to read his book a lot. And he wrote a book, and the book is called Plead Your Case. And inside the book, this is what he said. One of the members of the church died. That, that man was on the board. And Kenneth Hagan said he refused to bury the man. He made the family bring the body to the church. And he closed the church. And he asked all of them to go home. And he stayed with the body on the altar. And this is what he said. He said, he said, Father, we can't bury this man. Because this man single-handedly is what supports the church. 
if you, if you take this man to heaven, the church will suffer. So this man must come back to life. Not only that, this man is not even 60 years. But you say you will give us 70 years. And when we have strength, you are going to add 10 years to it, making 80. This man is not even 60 years. So this man, you can't have him in heaven. And he kept the man in over there on the altar and prayed until the man came back to life. Why did, why did he do that? Why did he do that? Because of the act of kindness that this man was showing in the church, in the kingdom of God. The helping that he was giving to people. The hands that he stretched to other people. So tonight, I want to encourage you. Be separate from everybody else. Don't allow people to influence you to go the wrong way. Be separate from everybody. Be separate from everybody. Let, let, so, let, the, let, us, let something be said about you. That, oh, if this woman was here, this would be done. If that woman is here, you don't, if, if only this woman was here, this problem, don't be the kind of a woman when any problem is happening in church. They say, ah, um, was that woman there? Oh, I know that she was the one. She was, she was, she was the one spreading all those lies. Are, are you hearing me? You know, you know, you can be known for bad things. You can be known for bad things. And I'm saying tonight, don't be known for bad things. Be known for good things. Come on, shout amen. Be known for good things. Be known. When, when you, they, they mention your name. They mention your name because you are known for something valuable. You are noble. You are honorable. You, 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 you are a helper. You are like Dorcas. You are like Lydia. You are like Susanna. You are like Joanna. You are like some of these women. Am I talking to somebody here? Be like those women. And it's a, as a matter of fact, the day that Jesus hung on the cross, guess who was there? It was this Mary and the mother of Jesus, the other Mary. All the people that were there were women. The only one that was, the only man that was found among them was John. Only John. There are three kinds of people that follows Jesus. Number one, we have the followers. As for the follower, when something happens, they will disappear. Then we have the committed people. People, people commit because of what they get. People commit. You know, there are people who are committed to you. It's not because they love you. Because of what they will get from you. If they, the day they realize they can't get that thing, they will just disappear. You know like that? You, you understand? They, they, just, they are just committed because of what they will get from you. you, know, you do you know the reason why Judas betrayed Jesus? Because he thought that Jesus was going to be a political messiah. That one of these days, you know, he will become the president of Israel. And then all of them will get posts. Minister for finance. Minister for defense. So he was waiting for three and a half years. He waited. So when he realized 
that Jesus was not a political messiah. He said, I've wasted my time for nothing. You know something? Let me just sell this man and get the little that I can get out of it, compensate myself, and walk away. And that's why he betrayed Jesus. And then we have those who love Jesus. The follower, anything that happened to you, you, do you know that the day Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane, there was a man, there was a man who, who had a cloth on. He heard the noise. He heard the noise. So he came out. He said, when he heard the noise, he said, ah, what is going on out there? So he came out of his bed and his bedroom with the, with the bed sheet around him. And then when he, they, he saw them, they were, they were harassing Jesus. And then, and then one of them said, cut him. He's one of them. The Bible says he took off. And when he took off, somebody ran after him and took off his clothes. And the man ran away naked. There are many people who follow Jesus like that. Anytime you hear, cut him, oh, they'll run away. And they'll run away naked. They are just followers. One word you preach can, can, can drive all of them away. Jesus said, I'm the flesh. I'm, 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 my, my, my body is flesh and my blood is drink. He said, who can hear this? Then they left. All of them left him. Then he turned to the two of them and said, will you also go? And he said, who, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. These are followers. And the problem we have in church, we have too many followers, a few lovers. Let me describe a lover. A lover doesn't care whether you give them a post or not. A lover doesn't care about post. Mary had no post. But you know that the day that Jesus resurrected, that Sunday morning, it was not the, the men that went to look. It was these women, these same women. They, they are not looking for any post. There are people, women who come to serve God. They are not looking for any position. As for them, they just love God. They want to serve God. They want to work for God. They want to do the things of the kingdom of God. They want to promote the kingdom. And these are the kind of the people we call lovers. And so tonight, I want to employ you to become a lover of Jesus. Become a lover of Jesus. I'm not looking for anything. I'm not looking for you to mention my name over here. So some of you, you do something, if your name is not mentioned, you get angry. You always want to be recognized. Be like this Mary, a lover of Jesus, sitting at the feet, washing Jesus' feet with her hair, cleaning it, taking precious ointment, pouring it on Jesus. May the Lord bless you. Thank you for listening to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alute, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. We believe you have been blessed, inspired, and encouraged. You are invited to worship with us on Wednesdays, Success in Life Teaching Service, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, Celebration Service, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate Living Faith International Church, Rima 
house at a Shalibutre Old Town last stop. For more details or prayer and counseling, please contact 0501-550-756-0561-291-565 and 0244-780-205. Remain under the blessings of God. Living Faith International Church. Living by faith. Dominating your world.